Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. Before we get started, a quick word about our sponsor, Offer to Close. Offer to Close is a transaction coordinator service helping agents get more transactions from contract to close. Spend less time doing the paperwork and more time on your business. Learn more at OfferToClose.com. If you're listening to the show, then you know tech is changing all industries and fast. The rental property industry is not immune to this at all. And thanks to our sponsor, XBased, for helping us shine a light on all the services and companies out there changing the real estate landscape. Go ahead and learn more at xspaced.com. That's X-S-P-A-C-E-D.com, Xspaced, the future of rentals for landlords and tenants. All right, welcome to a special edition of the Tech Nest podcast. I'm your host, Nate Smoyer. We are recording live at the Housing Wire Engage Marketing Conference here in Dallas, Texas. I've got a special guest. This is actually our very first conversation. We're only just meeting now. His name is Jason Frazier, known as the Agent Marketer. Jason, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, first and foremost. It's awesome. I know we've connected a little bit on LinkedIn and talked uh, here and there, but uh, dude, super happy to be here and thankful to, to be on your uh, your podcast, man. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go into this a little bit different than most of the other episodes I run, and I know you're one of the, my number one fans of the show. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there it is, you heard yeah, it first. Absolutely, people. yep. Uh, so uh, we're gonna start with uh, the way I always like to start. Um, why don't you let people know a little bit about, more about you and what you do? Gotcha, so uh, I am the founder and CEO of the Agent Marketer. My uh, platform is basically a a marketing, coaching, and training program for everyone in the industry, and that's mortgage, that's real estate, that's title, uh, and we have a, a good mix. Uh, mostly real estate agents, but a lot of loan officers as well are starting to make the way over to uh, our company. And I, I just, uh, I, I'm a big believer in that marketing is going to be the number one driver of business, not just now, but going forward and in the future, because it doesn't matter how great your rates are or how many products you have. None of that matters if they don't know about you. If the consumers can't find you and they never heard of your name, they don't know anything about your brand, you're not trusted, it doesn't matter how great of a loan officer you are and so you, uh, or an agent. So they need, you need to be found. So that's, uh, you know, our focus is to make them better marketers. And it, I'm a big believer in also that it's better to, to know how to fish as opposed to be fed. Because then you control your own destiny, you control your own budget, you control your own data, which is the most important I'm telling you, anyone listening to this, data is your number one asset you have. Do not give it away to other that people. That does not get talked about enough. I know Absolutely. Gary Keller was just talking about this at the Emin Connect conference, but and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I want to really emphasize on yeah. that. And we did not plan this, but if I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody say, oh, I don't own my own ad account, or yep. I don't own my domain, yep. my agency owns it. Yep. Seriously cannot stress yep. that enough. You need to own every bit Absolutely. of your business. Yeah. And, and if you do, if you decide that you are going to go that route, and, and there's other, and don't get me wrong, there's great players out there 
you know, you know, like curator in Boomtown and, and great systems. And, and so I, and I have friends over those places and I don't want, I don't want anyone to take this as a slight, but at the same time is like, that's their Facebook pixel. That's their ad account. That's their metrics. It's their analytics. You have access to it while you, while you're a customer until you're not anymore. Right. And so if you do that all internally, then you have all of that. You have all of that at your, at your fingertips. And then if you go through a dip in business, and you can't pay or don't want to pay that extra amount of money, it allows you to control your budget 100%. If you, if you decide you're going through a dip or you want to put money at, at other resources, you just turn, you turn off the button yourself, mm-hmm. right? You turn off your button yourself right. and you stop doing your ads. You control your marketing destiny, you control your budget, and most importantly, you control your data. And I just can't stress that enough. That's why we decided to do this program and make something to make people better marketers. How long have you been doing this? Uh, only since March, as far as launch, launching this program. But I've been uh, just as me personally. I've been I've been in the mortgage space about ten years. I grew up in the mortgage and real estate industry. Uh, my background's in technology and venture capital. Um, so I, I, it's a family mortgage is a family business for me. I came over, but I've been helping loan officers and agents as far as coaching and marketing and technology for you know six years. Just. Mm-hmm. Just for for free, not not paying anybody for it, but just helping them under, understand marketing, be better marketers, get their own leads, do their own things, and you know part of it was trying to help build the brand of the mortgage company as not just a mortgage company that's like, hey agents, give me your you know give me your leads. It's like right. and and you know like hey we want to build a better partnership. I want to help your business right as a as a as a mortgage company. I need to be all about if I'm going to get into that loan officer agent relationship. I need to be all about helping that agent have a great business because if they have a great business and we have a great partnership, then I have a great business, right? Yep, so yep. that I've been doing this for a long time and, and that I just decided to go out, you know, leave the mortgage company, go out on my own and do this uh, full time. That's awesome. Uh, so let's let's jump down into uh, some brass tacks here. Yep. Uh, we'll get right into lead gen. This is the this is always what everyone are talking about. They want more yep, leads. Yep. We, we're not going to go down the, the, the sales processes of maybe yep. close the ones you yep. got. Yep. Um, but what are you seeing that is driving right now, you know, all that you're doing and seeing other people doing? What's driving the most leads for agents right now? And what, let's, let, we'll stick to lending because that's what you, you kind of talked about a little bit most there. Yeah, well, it, and, it, and, it's, and it, there's actually no real difference between lending and real estate when it comes to marketing, right? We still, we're going after the same consumers, right? It's, it's exactly the same. So as far as what's driving the best content is, are you doing voice? Are you doing podcasting? Are you doing Alexa flash briefings? Are you doing evergreen content for blogging? To me, that is what I've seen drive the best organic leads to, to people. But then there's other tactics like using Facebook, like using Facebook Marketplace. And that's, yep. you know, that's the things that we teach in the Agent Marketer is, is you could do these things and not spend any money. I'm not talking about anything that I just mentioned. Yep. You could do all for free, right? So uh, it's, it's about building the content that, and for people that don't know what evergreen is, it means it's going to be there forever. Like it's not, it's not something like, oh, today, like I'm building a blog on gas prices, which right. obviously will fluctuate up and down. Yeah. It's building something on like the market you live, like the, the top 10 reasons why someone decides to move to Dallas, the top 10 sushi places in Dallas, top 10 steakhouses, yep. local water parks, the, anything that people that actually move to a city look at on YouTube. And if you want to know what people are searching for and what people information want, it's not a secret. Go to YouTube, look at the most popular searches, go to Google. It will tell you exactly what people are searching yep. for. If you can answer any of those questions, there's your content, there's your there's your blog, there's your podcast, there's your Facebook ad, there's everything that you want. Yeah. No, Again, I think, free. 
<laughs> you know, you're not even wrong on that, on that free ad aspect there. Um, I've, I've shared, the, well, I'm not going to go down the, the stories because I have a handful of stories I always like to share. Yep. But there are so many free channels out there. Yep. And it's not about nickel and diming yourself, uh, you know, saving 20 cents here or five bucks here, but it's really just thinking through yep. what do I have available to me? And if you really don't have a budget, that's no excuse. Nope. There are there are many things out there that are even better than channels in the past. So let's talk about biggest mistakes though. Yeah. What what are some of the biggest mistakes that you know LOs and agents are making when they're thinking oh, I got to drive leads and you know they go out and try to do maybe what they see other people are doing. What what are the patterns here? Well, one thing is is when they're trying to generate leads, right? And they're they're going out there. The biggest mistake is one not understanding the consumer and who they're targeting, right? Understand your audience. Who are you trying to reach? What do they like? It's the three. But doesn't everybody need a house? Can't you just market to everybody? No. No, because everyone <laughs> wants a house for a different reason, right? Sometimes they're investment. Sometimes it's a dream. It's a, There's an emotional attachment to it. Yep. it Refire, whatever it is, or for, on the lending side, obviously. But like... For, for, for that, when you're, when you're marketing is understand your audience, understand who you're going after, right? Because th th you also want certain people that you want to do business with, right? Some people are looky-loos. Some people w will take you down that, that rabbit hole and, and waste your time, such as an agent. I mean, you know, right? How many yep. times do you see agents talk about getting their time wasted because this person doesn't want to do X, Y, and Z? I know I shouldn't have done it, but it could be something. Stop going after the could be somethings. Go after the people that you know right. are more likely to do business. And then the, the second mistake is making it all about them, right? Mm. We're in a service business. You need to provide to the consumer their wants, their dreams. Their, I call it the three L's, what they like, love, and, and live. You have to you have to meet and communicate yeah. to their interests, not make it about you, your logo, your brand. It's got to be about them, right, not about right. you. Right. No, that couldn't be so true. I, actually, this is one of my biggest struggles as an agent. Yeah. Uh, I, I I could I could give I, I don't care one bit about granite countertop. Yeah. Well, that's a problem if you're going to be working with uh, residential buyers. Yeah. Because they really care about granite. Yeah. I cared about garages and multi units. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and you're totally right. I mean, I, I realized very quickly, hey, I, I can't go after the residential. That's not going to be yeah. who my customer would be. No, absolutely. That's aw that's awesome. That's really good. Uh, let me uh, ask you this. So uh, and this is a little bit of a shifting gears, and this is, I guess, gets into a little bit of best practices also, tech. Yep. Okay, here's the common scenario that I, I experience and my friends have experienced. Yep. They see a link on Facebook and it's a house, looks interesting, right? And it's a realtor friend, they say, oh, that looks like a cool house. They click through the link, they get to the site, they scroll two photos, and then it says you gotta sign in yep. to be able to keep looking at houses. Yep. I wanna know from you, should that should agents still be doing that with their, their portal sites? Yeah, so, uh, and this is, a, it's a tough question because me personally as a consumer, I don't do forced registration. Yep. I just don't do it. And I know, and if, and if I'm a consumer, I know I could figure it out and find it on a Redfin or a Zillow. So what you're doing is you're driving traffic to other people's site when, it come, when you do forced registration. With that being said, it really depends on the market because sometimes the consumer's intent on clicking through to that, if they really want that house, if they or really want to look at that house, if they're really interested, they'll yeah. do the forced registration. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you're going to get a lot of crap. People like, oh, Daffy Duck at, you know, or screw you at screw you.com <laughs> or something like that. And these are actual ones that I've used, you know, for the force. If I really wanted to see something because I don't want to be marketed to. Right. So if I, now, and this is a way, and people don't understand, like an easier way to do that is use a Facebook pixel. That's passive. 
Yeah. Right. So then you track their information and remarket to them. So if they go to your site, yeah. if they didn't fill something out, if you give them the option to fill something out for more information, yeah. maybe only show them like two good pictures. If you would like to see more, please sign up and I'll be happy to no crap. Yeah. Like I'm not sending you any crap. Just just you know, just you know, opt into my, my note. If not, then you have your Facebook pixel. Yeah. You retarget them. So when they're on Facebook or you could use pixels on off sites, off ad networks, same thing. And so when they go, it's like, oh, you loved the Cedar Hills house. Check out more photos and then maybe you give them a little bit more. And so you're 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 playing off the intent so many times agents. And I get it. They're agents and that's what they do as their business. But you got to understand we're in a marketing business when it comes down to it. You're marketing right. yourself. You're marketing yep. your services. You're marketing the house. You know, everything is yep. about marketing. So you got to play off the intent of the consumer. The more that you base what you're doing off intent marketing, yep. the more the better results you're going to get, the more qualified results you're going to get. So you're not wasting time with, with crap leads and people that are just looky-loos that are, have no intention of yep. being in your in your pipeline. So uh, just go back on one of the points you made earlier. Even even if I don't have an ad budget, how much does it cost for me to use that Facebook Facebook pixel to start building so, an audience? Yeah, so it, it nothing. It's absolutely free to put a pixel in. It's absolutely free yeah. to build an audience. Now, if you want to remarket with an ad, yeah, then it costs a little money. It costs a whopping whole dollar a day. Or you could do it at two dollars a day, and depending on the audience, and this actually works. I know people might say, "Oh, I can't do it for a dollar a day." I've I've generated um, at, as as for uh, just a test to show an agent. I generated a video off a dollar a day mm-hmm. for, for, for 30 days, so $30 in a month, and had something like around 12,000 views, I had comments, I had shares on it, and, and I had that before I hit the 30 days, but I just wanted to show them, it's like, look, you can remarket, you don't have to break the bank, and if you yeah. don't have $30 to spend on remarketing to grab, I mean, how much do you spend for leads? For coffee. Yeah. Exactly. Get just, rid of your coffee budget. Yeah, don't don't go to Starbucks for you know four days. You know, I, I, I mean, honestly, if you wanted to fund your advertising budget, I mean, here is your project this weekend. If you're truly a hustler, yeah. go to Goodwill, take your phone and an Amazon scanner. Yep. Start scanning the UPC codes on the back of yep. the ISBNs on all the books. And find a few books that you can sell for a buck more. Yep. You find 30 books you can do that with. You just found your advertising budget. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's and again, I don't get me wrong. I understand. You know. Stuff happens, life happens, yeah. and you're 100% commissioned, just like loan officers. I'm 100% commissioned now too, right? Like that's what <laughs> it is. So everything I do has to work. That's why I trade on value. If, if I'm what I'm talking about, if what yep. I'm training people in my courses, if they don't work, there's no contract, then don't pay me. Like you know, that's that's what it is. And so it's the same thing for you guys. Is that you've got to just invest just some money. There's times you are spending money on areas that are not necessarily, if you're in this business for legacy, if you decided to do this, you decided to be an agent, you decided yeah. to be a loan officer, then you got you to build a business. You got to spend some money to do yeah. it. All right. So if we're not doing forced registration, you know, on looking at three different photos or whatever yeah. on the site, what are some, some tools that we can actually use that would encourage people to sign up? Yeah. Because uh, I know there's lots of lead capture tools out there, and there's you know property valuation forms. Yep. There's a few CRMs that build that right into yep. you know uh, lead capture pages. What have you seen working well? Well, I've seen. So what I've seen is one use like we already talked about with the with the pixel and, and in conjunction with a remarketing campaign. But really, what is your ad saying from the beginning, right? What is mm-hmm. the intent that someone's clicking through on your ad, and and what are they getting into? So when you have that, then you, you need to add some more value to it. So if they're, if your ad was based off of, um, are you moving up or see houses from 200,000 to 300,000, whatever your price point happens to be in your market, right? And then you have a home val at the end of that. You have to have some other value add 
there to get them to sign up, right? Sign up for my email list, no spam, and, and make sure that you have a little fun with it, right? Don't be stiff. Don't be like what everyone else does on the real estate side. Make it fun. Make it like so that it's interesting for them to do that, right? And yep. if, now, if you now, and here's an example if you are doing something at the beginning, think about, and this goes back to what I was talking about as far as knowing your audience, right? So yep. let's say in your market, you live by a lot of lakes. Fish, fish, fishermen are king there, right? Like fi fishing is just out of control. Yep. Everyone fishes, everyone has a boat, right? Yep. So if you, as an intent for like, hey, find out these awesome lake houses on, you know, between the next amount of money, they go to your site, no forced registration. If you'd like to see more houses, or if you'd like to see, um, find out what the top 10 best-selling boats for this lake is, you know, do something that's based off their intent again, right? Yep. Make it personal, make it speak to, they clicked on their ad, they love lakes, they love fishing, they love boating. Um, check out these like fishing poles, Act, look at this blooper of, you know, someone like falling in the lake, something that speaks yep. to why they actually clicked on your ad. Again, doesn't cost any money to do that other than running the ad, but personalization does not cost you money. It just mm. costs you a little time to figure out what that audience is. Then you'll have the better luck because someone's more apt to, to do something that they'd actually care about anyway. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I, I love I love your focus on the message, the intent, yep. the attention to detail and not getting caught up in all the tech because that changes every week. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And not only that, but here, here's here's the kicker is that, and you guys, this shouldn't be a shock to you or anybody else. <laughs> guess what? A lot of the agents don't, do, a majority of the agents don't do that. Majority of the loan officers don't do that. So you don't, you're not competing against a big crowd of, of marketers when mm. it comes to that is because they're going to see ads of do this, check this out, downsizing, stuff like that. If you're like, oh, you're a fisherman and, or, you know, you like yep. to fish, you like trout, you like bass and you're... Yep that's going to speak to them and no one's doing that type of personalization. So the chances of your ad being clicked and them opting in are uh, stats will show about 37 to 42% higher than just cold ads, you know, check out my home value page. Yep. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, let's, let's go to kind of a, a bigger topic, a little bit outside of the marketing. Yep. Uh, so, you know, we, you're, you actually just touched on, you know, if agents are doing this, whether you're lending or, or, or yep. real estate, yep. you know, you're going to stand out. Yep. Obviously, you know, if you're even calling back your leads yep. a second or third time, yep. that puts you in the umpteenth, you know, percentile of mm -hmm. agents out there. But even for the agents that are doing good marketing, following up on the leads, should they be concerned about companies like Open Door? And should they be concerned about some of the, the large VC money coming in and you know establishing themselves in markets and really pumping some serious dollars into marketing to take share? Yeah, it's it's actually it's it's funny that you brought this up today. So I, I just um, I uh, Inman uh, reached out to me uh, yesterday to comment on the open door. On the open, open on the, So it actually just that, that article came out today <laughs> on Inman. So it's kind of funny you asked me that. So I, and I gave my opinion. My opinion is look. Uh, the the i buyer so to speak is is a small market right but it's still a market and so when you look at a pie if 10% of that pie or 5% is taken away that means that still means that's less for everyone else traditionally right now eventually one of these companies are going to get the process right and the price is going to be right on top of the experience so that there isn't really a price comparison mm -hmm. when that happens you just got to understand is when it comes to like a Zillow or an Amazon if they just you know Amazon eventually will enter the market Zillow probably will at some point and it's just good business not a knock against Zillow just sure. probably will but you got to understand these companies have hundreds well, they just announced they're going into the referral business exactly yeah so you got to understand you don't have hundreds of millions of dollars or tens of millions of dollars in VC funds or investment capital 
to waste to buy market share. They do, yep. right? And so when I look at, at Open Door, you shouldn't really be, if, if you are an agent that has built a brand, if you're an agent that's built great customer experience, great value, you've stayed on top of your clients, not just with crappy automation, but actually stayed, had phone calls, you actually are doing relationship marketing, yep. you have nothing to fear with the open doors and stuff like that. It will take some market share, it may take some of your clients at some point, depending on what their profile is, but if you're doing the right stuff, people are always gonna want some human touch at some point, right? Yep. The automated, the, the door opening, some of that stuff will be automated and an agent shouldn't have to do that stuff anyway when it comes down to it, right? It's all about the value, being an advisor, being that someone could talk to you. If, you know, buying a house can be very stressful, right? Especially when it's not done right. You can't yell at this computer screen. I mean, you could, you could yell at the computer screen, but you need to have someone to talk to. And I speak from experience. Can you imagine getting put on hold, yeah, like yeah. calling your Comcast, it, it, except it's oh, over yeah, Yeah, exactly, because that's what's going to happen, right? Because it, it doesn't scale as easy as people think. Sure. But like I went through this myself with my recent mortgage transaction. I couldn't use my company because we weren't licensed in the state and it sucked. It was a terrible experience. And mm. luckily I had a person I could talk to, which was my agent that helped me through the process to, to coordinate and do all that stuff. That's really, you're, you're almost paying for like counseling when it comes to, as a consumer, right? <laughs> and there's a reason why the counselors of, yeah, you can, they, they have apps for counselors on your phone, but, they do, yeah, yeah. But, but counselors and psychologists are still a booming business, right? So you gotta understand is that you just have to learn to adapt. You have yep. to learn to change your business to either meet what the consumer wants. As long as you're doing that, and you build a rep and referral, that social proof yep. will always outweigh anything else, whether that either that's someone going on Yelp or Zillow or Google reviews, or that's your neighbor and friends that you trust that are telling you, use my agent friend, use my loan officer mm -hmm, friend, mm -hmm. they won't let you down. As long as you're doing that, it doesn't matter how much VC money, they will take market share a little bit at yep. a time and, yep. and maybe eventually a good chunk of it, but at the same time, there's still gonna be plenty of business for other people if you're doing this business the right way. You know, there's not enough hours in the day to keep up with prospecting, developing new deals, inspections, open houses, just all the paperwork that comes with being a real estate agent. It's just overwhelming sometimes. That's why I'm excited that we've partnered up with Offer to Close. Offer to Close is a transaction coordinator service that I believe you've been waiting for. No lengthy contracts with them, no masses overhead, and you only pay when you close deals. Here's how it works. Offer to Close has transaction coordinators that are also licensed agents, so you can have full confidence in who's helping manage your transactions. Offer to Close helps manage your transactions from contract to close, helping you stay focused on your business rather than administrative work. I want you to go ahead and find out more at OfferToClose.com. That's OfferToClose.com, OfferToClose.com. Man, there's so much in there. Um, I feel like you and I could go for days <laughs> on so many other topics I wanted to cover. Uh, I'm going to skip a few of them uh, so that we don't go too far over on our time. I do want to get this one here because yep. this one I've noticed is a trend. I'm not the only one who noticed this, and I'm totally guilty of doing this. Yep. And so I want the definitive answer in the year 2018. Is it time for realtors to quit doing in-the-car-while-driving videos? I would say yes, and I know it's not a popular thing, and you have people going out there. I think anything that distracts you while you're driving is a bad <laughs> idea, right? And I've done it, and I, when I used to, I did some Facebook Lives driving home, I had it, it was all hands-free, right? So I didn't have to touch, I'm driving. But you, you have the point, that's, that's why I was happy when they did Facebook Live audio, because I didn't have to look at the screen, I didn't have to look at comments and stuff, and I could just talk, right? Um, nothing is important for you to do stuff while you're driving, and it just takes one time and you, and if if you guys if you really just want to have like a 
you know, a shot in the gut, just Google like distracted driving accidents, families being torn apart, you know, yeah. just the whole thing. I mean, it's real, right? Just like drunken driving and stuff. I had that one last cocktail. It's not a big deal. I got home okay. But like you just, anything yep. that distracts you while you're driving a, yep. a you know, <laughs> few thousand pound, you know, piece of steel, yep. you know, at yep. high speeds, it's not a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's not a good idea. So I would, I would like to see less of that doing, but you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, but yes, I think in 2018, <laughs> until you could find a way to be wireless or something or other, like we, to, we to just got to do, we just got to do our own marketing campaign that just makes people understand how uncool it is. Kind yeah. of like, you remember the old cigarette commercials yeah. where they'd have the monkey pack in the, yeah. And yeah. I, and I think at this point people are like, Oh, well I know Cause you know, some people are just going to do that anyway. And it's like, maybe it's not like it's uncool to do it, but it's like, you know, you're kind of a you're kind of a POS if you're doing it, right? Because you're taking someone else's life in your hands, Potentially, right? yeah. Your potentially. own life, right? Think yeah. about your own family, your own kids, and stuff like that. So I think, I think the safe bet is to not do it. All right, that, that's yeah. the definitive statement. <laughs> it is time. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna jump into my favorite segment of the show. Yep. This is the segment we call "For the Future." Okay. Uh, For the future is where I ask each guest who comes on the show four questions about the future. Yep. All right. We're gonna jump into it. First question is uh, about your business, actually. Okay. What does the agent marketer look like one year from now? Uh, well, geez, I, I hope the agent marketer looks like being the premier platform for agents and loan officers to be better marketers so they could own their own business, basically. Own their own data, and then they don't have to buy leads anymore. They don't have to partner with anyone. They don't want to. That it's really up to them on how successful they're going to be and how much they're going to put into it. Um, that's that's what I hope for the agent marketer that and and partnering up with some you know some strategic companies and whatnot to deliver that to their sales force for people that truly want to be in this business for legacy awesome question number two what does the housing market look like one year from now I would say that from one year from now with the way everything's are going I think I think the market's gonna taper off a little bit mm -hmm. I would say the prices are I don't think that's gonna be like some people are thinking like it's the, the bottom's gonna drop. you know you never know like something could happen and then kills everything but I would say the way things are going I would say that we're going to be um, less of a seller's market and more of a buyer's market going forward because I think everyone's just trying to especially when we get around elections and stuff mm -hmm. I, I think people are just going to kind of wait and see and how the economy's doing and what their jobs are doing and what the housing market's doing so I would imagine prices to be down a little bit more of a I wouldn't say it's going to be skewed completely on the buyer mm -hmm. but I would say it's maybe like 60-40 on the seller side yeah yeah, that's been a... And prices kind of equaling out. A yeah. fairly recurring theme that we're yeah. hearing coming along. I mean, transactions obviously have slowed with yep. the slight creeps of you know, interest rates. Yep. Inventory yep. has marginally gained over the last 10 years. Yep. So, you know, it's just not a lot to go around. Um, question number three, when will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? Jeez. I, it's going to happen when... Um, <laughs> It's funny. It's, it's you always look at that, but it's going to happen when there is a huge hit to the economies of a of a sector, like a main sector, like whether it's farming or something that's going to have a trickle down in other areas. I know it's kind of an mm -hmm. obvious thing to say, but it's I'm talking. I'm not talking. You know, if we're looking at the last housing boom, it was it was it was the market itself, right? It was the banks. It was everything and the consumer habits, right? Everything and no no protection. It was no a stop perfect it. a perfect storm. Of, it was such a perfect storm that you had. Well, you had the the 2000 Y2K. Yep. Uh, a stimulus package yep. which went unused yep. so they pushed it into finance yep. you know 2001 yep. 9-11 and all the stimulus packages that followed that yep. which introduced the five year fixed 
you know, 25 year yep. adjustable rate. Yep. And that five year mark, coincidentally, was 2006. Yeah. And I was working for a home builder in 2006. Yeah. We went from 50 to 15 homes mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah. In two years of doing that, I mean, yeah, you're right. You'll collapse the world yeah. on, on something like that. Yeah. So uh, to me, I, I think it's what was, is going to do it is that there's going to be a, a collapse of an economic sector. Mm. Like I said, like it could be farming, it could be textile, something that were that employs a lot of people, a lot of jobs. Yep. Yep. And then that's going to have after effects with trade and everything else. And then when that happens, yep. housing and everything just goes along with it. But with what we're seeing, the reason why I'm bringing that up specifically is because the rise of technology and automation, it's more likely that a lot of this, a lot of the mechanical th- things that people are doing will eventually be replaced by software and technology. Hmm. And so we have, we have built quite a, a a majority of the workforce on mechanical functions and so once that happens then maybe a sector just either goes away or, is, or turns a complete automation mm. and then when that happens then jobs trickle down you can't buy this business closes so something's going to happen in one of those fields to where it's just going to you know trickle down into to housing I, I i think you're on something there question number four what is one thing that you believe will fade away or dramatically change in real estate as a result of technological advances? Uh, you know, I'm, I, and again, I'm going to go back to, to kind of the mechanical and automation. So uh, a lot of people, you know, refer to it as uh, being door openers, right? So, you know, making sure we're there, opening the door, doing that stuff. I see a lot of what the agent does that maybe some of them consider like relationship building, like driving them around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the more that the focus on the, the more that a consumer, and I'm talking, we're all consumers, the more that you, f- you focus on efficiency and saving time. Right. Like uh, my, if I do this, is it going to take 45 minutes? Or if I do this other way, it's going to take me 15. The more that that becomes more prevalent and at that intersects with things that you're doing as an agent, anything that's a mechanical function, is going to be automated. Yep. And you should be happy for that because then it gets you focused on other things that are actually going to be more important to the consumer. Uh, so like opening doors, doing, you know, other like, you know, marketing tasks that are again canned or something like not that they're bad, but like the, the actual mechanical functions of doing that that you may be doing yourself. There's going to be a lot of automated ways of doing that stuff. So that's yep. that's going to go uh, that's going to go away quick. Interesting. Interesting. All right. We're going to wind down here. Last three questions. These are all about you. Okay. Um, first, what are you reading? And that can be books, blogs, magazines, papers. What do you read? Got So what I'm reading right now is, uh, um, God, what's the, it's uh, disruptive marketing. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, I just got it. So I just literally just. It's been uh, on my list for too long. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've had it for a few months or actually, for, geez, no, I've had it for about six, six or seven months. Yep. I haven't cracked it open yet, um, but uh, I just, on the plane ride out here, I just, I started reading it. So yeah, okay. disruptive marketing. Yep. Awesome. Uh, number two, who are you learning from? Well, I, you know, I would say right now the, the people that I'm learning from are, um, uh, this, I would say out of, you know, I watch Gary Vee and other people, but I would say the, the, the singular person that I'm learning the most from right now, his name's Ben Smith. He's known as the voice huh. entrepreneur on, uh, on iTunes. He does podcasts. Um, he's really blown my mind with, uh, with understanding the stats of how, how much voice marketing has grown and equating, he was at YouTube in the very beginning. Okay. So equating the growth of video to the way it is now and looking at the timeline, comparing them with voice marketing, 
and where it's going now and knowing that like voice marketing is everything right now you need to have a way for people to consume your content passively if yep. you're, it just goes with the car discussion if you're, i'm in a car i can't watch videos right. live videos but right. i can listen to podcasts yep i can listen to flash briefings i could listen to audiobooks yep so the more that you're doing your content in voice the better it is. So Ben Smith has been a, a great uh, teacher. I had him on a, an interview uh, on my on my podcast, and uh, Interesting. he's awesome. Awesome. I'm so, gonna have to start listening. Yeah, Ben to Smith, show. the voice entrepreneur. <laughs> Jason, this has been great. Uh, I really appreciate your time uh, and, and uh, meeting up with me at the Housing Wire conference here and uh, getting to talk a little bit of real estate marketing and some tech. And I'm sure you and I are probably gonna bump into each other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at another industry event. Before we sign off here, uh, let everyone know how can they get a hold of you and learn more about your business. Gotcha, so you could, uh, you know, uh, Facebook, I'm at uh, the, the Agent Marketer. Instagram is uh, the Agent Marketer as well. Uh, you could send me an email at Frazier at theagentmarketer.com or go to agentmarketer.com and then you could hit all my channels. There it is. Yep. Well, you guys heard it here first. If you have any questions or thoughts, make sure you hit up Jason. Uh, these are all his opinions, so you can tell him he's wrong about everything. Yep. <laughs> tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. Change my mind. Change, Change his my mind. mind. Yeah, we'll do that. And we'll, we'll do this again. We'll have to find another topic to uh, come back to this because I think you and I could talk about a whole lot of other stuff. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.